bet. We should be good. All right. Uh, <clears throat> y'all ready? Yes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Culture Clowns episode part nine. Welcome, welcome. Today we got a special guest in here for y'all. Yes, we do. A renaissance man in the true sense of the word. Truly a renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> My guy hails from Detroit. It's not Big Sean, but I swear you gonna he gonna sound like and it's gonna really fuck you up. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, my guy, he's an actor, a YouTuber, mm-hmm. blogger, musician. Mm-hmm. Damn man, what don't you do? Yes, sir. Amari Reynolds, welcome very much to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh man. Big Sean. Wow. Uh, much respect for to Big Sean, but um, this is my voice. This is how uh, But to answer his question, um, I've got myself involved in a lot of things, and uh, it's just been a, a major experience. And you know, just being here to talk about it on you guys' platform is it's a special opportunity. We know? appreciate so, you for coming home. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely appreciate you. For sure. Thank you. Uh, let's get it started off. Uh, how did you get here? Where? Who are you? Hmm. Who are you? Who is Amari Reynolds? Um, Amari Reynolds. Uh, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, um, uh, with mm-hmm. my mother, my, my father, and my three brothers. Um, growing up in Detroit is is a tough environment, you know, just um, being around like uh, people that's not like fully driven. Like you have these dreams, but you don't know what to do with them, and um, yeah. that's just the environment I grew up in, and that. Um, my family moved us out to the suburban area, Sterling Heights, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, that experience taught me to be a little bit more versatile, learn my inner skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I was going to be an actor, but uh, I always had those type of dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you talk about those type of things, you'll either get laughed at or you'll get um, miscommunication through how a person thinks about you, yeah. you know, things like that. And, um, I remember especially as artists because yeah. it can be hard for us to, to get somewhere with our work and to profit off it and so people yeah. always assume the worst when you tell them I want to do something artistic because they just see they just see you as like you right where you at right now but when, you know when you're speaking those things you uh, you know what you're saying because you're not just saying it for no reason right. you know but they not gonna see what you see so uh, it was a little hard for me but uh, what um, brought me into who I am today uh, I got involved in a couple activities, um, uh, not by choice, but uh, <laughs> you know, when your parents want you to be involved in things like that, you, you'll get active, and I got involved in a church play, okay. and uh, this specific, uh, that's, that's specific, it's specific, it's, it's good, man, I, not even gonna lie, I fucking suck at language, yeah, that, we had an early conversation that just threw me off. You know what's fucked up is I'm trying to learn Spanish. Yeah. And trying to learn Spanish when you can barely speak English is the worst thing. I had a D plus in Spanish class. <laughs> I, I was doing A OK. I was crushing it. C, C, C. Gusta uno taco. Llamo Mario. All right, there we go. But, um, yeah, uh, just to get back to your answer, um, yeah, I ended up going out playing Jesus for the uh, role, and uh, the crowd they cheered me on, and ever since that moment, it was just like 
dude, I really gotta be an actor. I gotta, I gotta figure out what I need to do. So I started, mm-hmm. you know, looking online for classes in that local area. Found some in Royal Oak, Michigan, okay. Ferndale, Michigan. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where everything started expanding in my world where I was able to meet directors on classes, um, work on projects. And, and, you know, it started off slow as an extra, but yeah. I loved it because it was just like, um, where I'm from, mm-hmm. you don't really get cameras in your face unless you're taking a selfie or it's just a moment out with your friends or something. But when you got a, a camera, a film camera in your face, try to record your actions because they need you. Mm-hmm. It hits real different. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's facts. It hits yeah. real different. Man. I fucks with that. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you about in a lot of these articles that I've been reading up on from your um, bios and all that. You talk a lot about this Easter play. I wanted to hear more about it. Like, what was it about this play, this play in specific that like made you say, "Oh man, this is what I want." Um, I will say with this play, um, it. I didn't like the director. I'm, I'm gonna be real blunt. I didn't like the director. She's very rude. Mm-hmm. But uh, you learn stuff from that. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. we spent long hours working. Uh, on this production, um, it's been times where uh, a person mess up, we gotta start all the way over and mm-hmm. from scratch. It was just a lot going on, so um, it felt a little bit soothing when the crowd can tell we put our heart and blood, sweat, and tears into this production. And uh, right. for me, as an individual, uh, just getting people to come to me and say, "Hey, Amari, that was really good, man. You should really consider acting." Or Hey Amari, I love when you did this, and this this is a church play. So mm. when you move in the room and everybody's crying and they they in, in tune with the character you're portraying, you're doing your job. So um, that's what you know kind of made me get excited to doing this. So, All right, yeah. that's really cool, man. Yeah. And, it's, and it's interesting because from my side, I I definitely feel the, the similarities there because. Um, I my first performance um, when I was uh, in school, yeah. um, you know, was was in a in nativity play, right? So I, you know, I, I went to school. It was a, it was a Christian school, and so um, that's also you know really where I got my start. And and even though it wasn't something that because I, I played one of the roles of the uh, the wise men, and uh, and even though it wasn't necessarily something that was like massively huge. I, right. wasn't, I didn't have a lot of roles or anything. It was just the beginning of, oh wow, there's something uh, cathartic about being in front of people, portraying this character and, and seeing their response to that, seeing their response to how you respond to the situation you're in as this character, not as your usual self, yeah. etc. And so that was also the beginnings for me. And so I definitely understand that. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested to, to find out from you um, how your experiences say uh, on during these plays and during these moments where you're doing theater stuff, how that sort of influenced your mindset coming into this industry and what you were going to expect from directors, producers, whoever it might be. Um, that's a good question. Um, I. I don't know. Theater wasn't always my favorite um, because I feel like theater is a little bit more challenging. It's another volume to that because uh, you got to be on cue, you got to you got to be vocal, you got to be knowing your marks. It's so much to it. 
Uh, film is a little bit more easier because um, you can do so many takes yeah. and things like that. Uh, but the so. instant gratification, though, for me, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, I, I you're a theater theater guy. I I love movies, yes, but I love storytelling. So I like yeah. I like the story arc of both. I yes. like the story, but for me, when I'm doing plays. It's, it hits differently when the audience or like you do something yeah, funny or is. you do something crazy and the it audience is. like oh and like I also do and also I do stand up and that that instant oh no, that's, that's, how do you like stand up I always thought about doing it for me personally since I've always loved comedy yeah. I've always wanted to do comedy okay so when I got the chance to actually start doing stand up it was amazing in the sense that I get to go up there and then tell stories all day and like have people laugh and then you get straight tonal vision. And for me, yeah, I love movies and I, I will, cause movie, to me, I feel like I would choose movies only because that's where the, you know, become star and all the money is, whatever. But that instant gratification and then also that you doing something on stage and it's right there in a the moment, you can right. never be in that tonal vision. Like, I've tried so hard, but anytime I'm filming, I can never get that type of tonal vision as I do when I'm doing something live. But it's that's that's the beautiful thing about being in this industry. It's like everybody has something that they're attached to. You know, yes. some people like theater more. Some people like comedy more. Yeah. Some right. people like film more than some people just like music. So I love it, but it's just like what's good about like this industry is that at you some point it. you can yeah bring it all together. Exactly. You know so that's I love it man and don't get me wrong I love like I love movies and I love making movies because I yeah. love the process of like breaking the script down and like oh I'm going to go out here and shoot it and then you could transform something like a little small space into an amazing like setting yeah and yeah I love the process of theater too but like I said for me I love that tonal vision that you get when you're just on stage that it's it's Hmm. When they say I get why um, comedians, um, musicians, and all that, I get why they say they're such a high and so addicting. Because when you're on stage and you like controlling the audience, and you yeah, get to, yeah. you're in tonal yeah. like tonal mode. You don't see anything. You yeah. you just hmm. like I feel like with me in movies, like when I'm doing anything on film or like on camera, I'm always thinking about thinking about something. Whereas when I'm doing it live, you don't have time to think about no. it. You just do it and you're go for it. You're in the moment. You're in the moment. And you know, it's and, and what the audience is seeing is what they're seeing. You know, whereas the film, there's editing, there's this, right. there's that, there's a whole bunch of different things that are going to end up right. influencing the final product and how people end up seeing you on screen. Exactly. Distance, which is removed from, from the right. in that moment. I'm, I'm interested to find out uh, how long ago did you come out to, to Cali and when you came out here, um, was it something that you thought about, like, should, should I go out to California? You talking about when I like first moved here? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. was it like a? No, you know what? I always wanted to head out west. You know, since I started doing this acting thing, fuck it, I'm gonna go out west and I'm gonna do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been planning to move out to California for over seven years since mm-hmm. I've been in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a old best friend of mine, me and him, we both planned to move down here, um, together. Uh, but I made that journey in 2017. Um, I remember it was January, January, February 2017. Uh, I was very scared. I'd never been on a plane before. I uh, had made less than $1,000 to my account. Mm-hmm. And I took that leap of faith because when that adrenaline kicks in so much, and I've done a lot of projects in Michigan, so the adrenaline was already there. 
But when that adrenaline is really kicking in and you're seeing people in Hollywood at another level, what do you think a person going to do with that dream aspect? They're going to take off. Mm-hmm. So I took off and uh, my life haven't been the same since. You know, being around palm trees, you guys in LA, y'all know what's going on. Yeah. LA, the palm trees, the people, the excitement, the, yes, the work behind it. And even when you're working, whether it's a regular job or a film job, you still got the motivation because you in the city, you're not miles away from mm-hmm. it, you're there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was always motivated every day to just you just grind and um yeah there's been tough situations where you know i had to move back um home um due to family emergency and things like that but um la always been on my mind to come back and this is why i'm here today and this is why i'm gonna do what i said i was gonna do all right so. speaking on that you say it was like setbacks and stuff for you in those moments where you like had those setbacks what have been your main focus of like drawing you back in like all right like it, it took me away from there this 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 minor setback i got punched in the face i was what's your get back off the mat what's your get off the mat moment or what was that like uh, you're talking about like how, how do you recover yeah from like a, a, how do you recover okay. yeah um everybody have a different way of how to recover uh it's yeah. just it just depends on how that person's structure is but for me um it was just reconnecting with people that's already like locked in to what I'm trying to do you know I when you when you're dealing with situations sometimes you fall short and you you know you don't get back on your your grind and you need that person to get that kick that push and um, those were the guys I needed like I have a friend Trevor Joseph he's in the industry too he's been in it over five years but uh, he was somebody that I reached out to and he knew what I could, he seen so much work I've done and he always encouraged me like, hey bro, you you need to get out here and come do what you love, man. Yeah, and, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm here and I just, I'm like really neat. I met you on set and you were like a cool ass dude. Can you, I say that? You, you, yeah, you're a yeah. cool I'm dude. Being honest, I'm cussing, man. Bro, I, I cuss. <laughs> Okay. My homie who watches, he's like, man, you said you weren't gonna cuss. You apologized and said you weren't gonna cuss and proceed. Like, oh my god! No, nah, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. On the episode, on the episode, I was like, man, I need to start. I need to stop cussing so much because you two are gonna ban us. And then, yeah, yeah I ain't gonna lie, I did go on a tangent where I was start cussing the whole next thirty minutes. They, they, they already know what's going on. I have my days. I have my days where it's just friendly, but then mother. <laughs> going on. Yeah, but so, but yeah, yeah, no, that's right. We uh we met on the set of uh of, of Hunters. Uh, yeah. like what, but two weeks back. Yeah, it was two weeks back. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. And it was cool. Like immediately, I I just got this cool vibe from from uh, from Amari, you know, and I, I mean, we were just hitting it off, talking, talking. You know, probably I think we're probably having the most fun out of the entire group of people that were there. You know, because we were just. In our element, in our yeah. vibe, you know. When you everybody was in, cool. Um, yeah. Everybody was cool, but they was just like, um, like we were like real, like energetic. We was like excited. Like yeah. <laughs> it was lunchtime, and we was energetic. You like, know, what yeah, I mean? we, was just, <laughs> we was just all over the place, and we yeah. just, I was just dapping everybody. Like, what's up, man? What's up, what's up dude? <laughs> it man, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you gonna snitch that day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I the outfit I was no really the outfit I was wearing. I was like, I was telling, I was telling the feds, bro. After the gang, CIA, NSA, USA, they're gonna get me by association, bro. The Panthers, 
But they are two, so they don't. You gonna uh, hit that, uh, what's the dude name that snitched on uh, Fred Hampton? Yeah, 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 yeah. The dude who snitched yeah. on Fred Hampton. <laughs> played by Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, that was a good role. I'm not even gonna yeah, lie. That yeah, was yeah. a good, he did good in no, that. He was great. I feel like, I, I, I don't know, I think somebody said this on the set of Hunters, but Amari, somebody said Amari gave him, the guy who said this, he was like, Amari gives me a Lakeith. Stanfield sort of vibe. They said that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see it. It was. It was. I thought it was another dude. But it was. But it was one of the. Wasn't it one of the people who we were acting with as an extra, or was it one of the people working on set? Because one of them said, "You give me." I don't know if they said you look like Lakeith, who kind of, who understands things? You know what I mean. Well, because for me, and I get that vibe from you. Like you, 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 you dissect things, and you're very sure from where you're coming from. That's yeah. and that's and, and I definitely get that vibe as well. Because <laughs> he always comes across like that in his acting. Thank he knows you. where he's coming from. There's a richness to it, and I, and I feel like I got that vibe from you even during the scene when yeah. they're actually filming. I was like, yeah, this dude, you know, he. He's focused. He's zoned in. It it wasn't an easy road. Uh, It took me a while to get to that level. Um, A lot of people, like, even, you know, when something... It's so weird being an actor because it's like a lot of people critique themselves so much. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I did good on that part. Could have did this, could have did that, could have did this. Even when I replay some of my clips or my audition tapes because I save all my audition tapes. Mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of look at things and I just said man I did came a long way but yeah. that wasn't an easy journey I, I built the confidence because I, I watch celebrities all the time and a lot of people find it weird but I'm one of those ones where I watch like the Hollywood fix or mm-hmm. uh, watch a lot of like blog um, videos and stuff and I always want to know what is a celebrity's mental a certain celebrity mental mm-hmm. when they have to deal with this stuff every day but they got to go do work mm-hmm. you know what I mean so um, I always um, everybody got a story to tell so it's for me it's like I drove across the country to come here so it's like I can't you know provide for everybody that you know I don't know but I know for me I know what I deserve I know what I, I'm capable of doing so the confidence it comes in, you know. Either you gonna accept me or you not. And if you not, get on my way. So somebody else can accept me. I got that. Yeah. So that's why it's a lot easier for me to talk to people. Oh, like yeah. like you see me on set. A lot of the other ones were nervous to say something, yeah. but me, I didn't care because I said either y'all gonna bring me back again or y'all just not. Exactly. Because there's other shows too. Hell yeah. So. Fact. Yeah. Okay. That's how I think. So. Yeah. All right. So I want you to, so with that in mind, I want you to speak on, you got over a thousand followers on YouTube, which are blogs and your <laughs> YouTube channel, and 10K followers on IG. Yes. Some people paying for that. Yes. For you. <laughs> no, that's facts. Yes. Yeah. People are paying for that. Yeah, they, they, they be paying, yes. And they still not getting anything. Not even getting that. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I want to know for like, how do you, uh, how do you manage that and what got you to that point and how did you get to that? That is not an easy journey. But I will say, um, I didn't get involved in like like groups where we kind of build like organic like systems and things like that. Um, it do promo is very important in today's generation. I don't care what nobody say, hey, it can be free promo, paid promo. Mm-hmm. That is very essential if you want to pop off because 
the hashtags like it, it barely works mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be real it barely works mm-hmm. so um, I have a team that I, I work with that knows the algorithms and certain programs and I work with them uh, obviously you gotta pay to play so mm-hmm. that's what got me into reaching like new audience and now I, I get messages from certain ones that just met me and they say oh you're the GOAT or I'm your biggest fan and <laughs> and I and I love stuff like that because even on my, my toughest days when I just don't want to do nothing they are the reason why I keep going. Yeah, no, nah, shout out to the fans and to yeah. the people supporting. Uh, ultimately, as creatives, you know, a lot of the work that we make or a lot of the work that we involved in is because obviously we generally relate to it in some personal way or it's exciting for us yeah. or it's entertaining or it's interesting. But also at the end of the day, the work that we make as creative is to inspire dialogue and, and conversation, is to get people thinking to get people attached and, and understanding and you know and, and I think uh, you, you're definitely doing important work especially with the vlog you know thank you getting people to understand what LA is like what the industry is like especially for you very seldom do we get that personal point of view you know what I mean there's always it's starting to become a little easier for me mm-hmm. like when I'm asking like people on set like production like is it okay for me to vlog because I already know what they're going to say they're going to say oh you just can't get get the scenes right like, yeah so it's starting to become a little easier for me to ask mm-hmm. them because it's like I hear that same mm-hmm. sentence every time don't don't get the scenes but uh, when we're done it's okay to you know post so it's like with all of them giving me that permission, this is gonna be a hell of a you know season for people to watch. Cause it's oh. like I don't know what it feels like to be behind the scenes. I I know people back at home, Detroit, South Carolina, Georgia. I know people that never touched foot out of that state, those states, mm. but they always wanted to know what life is like being on these scenes. Yeah. So they when they go on my channel, they watch. Mm. So Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lighten and it up. How long ago did you start vlogging? Literally, like during the pandemic, bro. Okay. Yeah. I was I was actually curious about doing it maybe about um maybe about three six months before. Okay. Have you been able Have you been able to monetize it yet? Or oh yeah, it's monetized finally. That's the hundred. That's the hundred million dollar question that yeah, people yeah, want to know. Yeah, yeah. How do you monetize autumn yes. hours and um. And and the thousand uh, thousand subscribers, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think was was the hardest to watch hours, um, because you got to get people to watch your stuff, mm-hmm. and if they ain't watching it, you ain't gonna reach them hours. But uh, it's crazy. It's 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 basic knowledge, but it's it's common sense. But the more followers you get, the more people gonna get trust in your content, and and obviously feel like they're missing out, so they won't watch your sh- uh, stuff. Mm. So yeah. all right. So the more followers I was getting, like, and they was telling their friends, the more my views was going up because they was telling like, oh, okay, he's he's doing this, he's doing that, and mm. I'm all around. I'm doing basketball videos. I'm doing a day to day vlog. I like I like to eat, so I do some food vlogs. I even throw a little couple of chicks on my channel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? saying? A couple of, you know, laddie yeah. daddy. Oh. All right. <laughs> I, I, I say that. I, I say it. You know what I'm saying? I'm interested to find out. Um, in terms of 
the music because we've definitely spoken a lot yeah. about the acting and I think for me and Jay definitely <clears throat> you know it's the acting and the, the industry stuff in terms of film and television is, is very much where we're more focused but um, as somebody who's, who's a music producer and um, def, you know, has, has a record company who's really trying to push in that scene I'm interested to just find out from you what your journey um, through music has been like and, and have you always been into music was it something that you just kind of fell into people were like oh man you actually dope it as rapping man you should you know stick at it or how, how did you end up really getting into it and, and, and getting on this journey um it's been a funny up and down situation with music because uh, i wasn't interested in music at all my straight passion even youtube i was mostly interested in acting and that was just it i swear i was gonna be like an a-list actor only but um I think over my experiences and you know what I was been, what I've been dealing with, um, I didn't have moments where I sat next uh, by myself, wrote stuff on a piece of paper, mm. made songs, and I was just like, mm, maybe this can be like a YouTube video, maybe like a like a blog or something like you know, like Mario did a music video. Maybe I did a, a quick song. Um, I I don't like the song, but it's called Dream. Some people like the song. Uh, but I, I don't like it because it was like rushed and I didn't have the qualities uh, or the equipment for the, the song. But I, I did it anyways through my phone. And uh, I told one of my friends uh, slash director, I told him, I said, hey, I want to make a music video so I can put it on my YouTube. This one, I didn't have no point direction of what I want to do with my YouTube. Yeah. But uh, I did the video and when we edited it and everything came out good, I was just like, man, I really, I really like doing music, but I still didn't want to admit it to the public because I knew if I drop this video into music, yeah. people might consider me a musician. Like, oh, you know, you do songs, but I didn't want to go in that field because once you're in that field, you're there. Mm-hmm. So um, over time, you know, I, I was dealing with a relationship um, too exactly okay. um, over the course, and those kind of helped me go over, you know, that hump, you know, like. It's like therapy to me when I'm when I'm writing my songs. I got over like fifty songs written, bro, that I'm ready to drop. Oh yeah. But um, I just I just I just talk about things, man, and, and and people keep telling me like, hey, you should really do music, and I'm just like, I'm I'm just trying to do acting, but now I'm just like, yo, sometimes when I listen to my new stuff that y'all y'all didn't hear, I'm just like, damn, I'm really cold. I'm, I'm, I think I might do music too. Shit. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I'll be honest with y'all. I heard, I mean, I heard some of the man's tracks, and you can find like some of them on YouTube too, right? Yeah, I got a new music video coming up too in like a few weeks. I do. So we'll, we'll be sure to plug that for sure in the comments. Yeah. Uh, and you know, hey, man's cold to the lyricism, bro. We got some dope bars, man. You know what I'm saying? I Thank definitely, you. the one person who shouldn't be doubting themselves is him, man. Thank you. It's important, you know. You gotta, you gotta push, and you gotta support the people who you really believe got that talent. So I, I know bro got that on lock. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. So I, I, hey man, I'm I'm only looking forward to, to the work that you're gonna drop. You know, you said you got like fifty songs, that's yes. like four or five albums worth of music, basically, you know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. Is it five albums? Ten, ten tracks. Yeah, ten. Five mixtapes. I don't know, just don't make them all singles. So I'm gonna ask you this. I don't know if you've seen 
last week you or rather yeah last week you got um artist of the week yes it's last week because this is filmed this week but okay it aired it aired this week but it's this episode is going to air next week right okay. yeah so you got artist of the week on our show i appreciate that episode nine lock that in so for you when you hear stuff like that and you see that appreciation from your fellow artists what does that mean to you uh you mean like getting like Artist of the week. Artist of the week and like recognition that knowing from your that, page that, that we see you out here working. That that hits different. Sometimes, you know, um, I'm not afraid to admit this on camera, but sometimes I sit back and I look back over everything I've done mm-hmm. or I look at some of the accomplishments I did receive and I will cry. Mm-hmm. I will cry because I know what I did to get here. I mm-hmm. spent long hours working on half the things I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't lost relationships I lost my best friend mm-hmm. my father's missing you know a lot of things happened in my life but I kept going mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna let nobody tell me I'm not gonna be something that I'm, I know that I'm gonna be okay. mm-hmm. so when I hear stuff like that I know it's working I know people hear me mm-hmm. I know people feel me yeah and that's the purpose you know it's not just about acting music Things like that. We obviously storytelling, but what are you yeah. storytelling for? Facts. What do you live for? Yeah. I live to inspire. Mm-hmm. I'm the kid from Detroit, Michigan, adopted by Columbia, South Carolina. But <laughs> shout out South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to tell a story, and when I leave this earth, because we all gotta leave one day, mm-hmm. I want to leave a story. I want to be a legacy, mm-hmm. and I mean that when you look me in my fucking eyes. I, I and that's what we that. always talk about, man. It, it's basically mm-hmm. exactly like, man. Yeah. What are you leaving when you leave this world? Are you just leaving like, oh, he was a good person, or are you gonna actually leave? This is what this person did. Yeah. And exactly. for me, that's that's one of the things I look at my whole life is like, man, what do I want to leave behind? Like, it's cool for your family to know you're cool, and yeah. maybe a couple friends, but when you really affect people, and like, that's what I'm looking for is like to really affect. It didn't America. hit me until like few months ago um, before I came uh, down here to LA again um, I knew I served a purpose mm-hmm. when because um, I have a few fans that is I call them super fans like it's one of my verses in my words when I said something something like a spammer mm-hmm. I was talking about some of my fans because they will text me every day in the morning and say what are you about to do today when are you about to drop a new video and all I'm thinking about is what food am I about to eat? <laughs> but yeah, I should take that serious because it's like I really fucking matter mm-hmm. in this person's day. Yeah, that he want to know what I'm about to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why you know I do get yeah. I get a little weirded out when I'm just pulling out a vlog and like, oh yeah, what's up? But it's not about me at this rate. It's yeah. about making somebody else happy. Right. That like watching my vlogs. Right. I had a person come into uh, come up to me at the club back in South Carolina, and told me about my own video, like what I did with my mom. Like, oh yeah, when you did this with your mom, I was like, I really, I really make a difference. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's actually niggas out here really watching yeah. that shit, bro. And they're, yeah. and they're like, bro, like I, I'm actively watching this. Yeah. I want you to know, like this is for me, like. Appreciate yeah. I'll be acknowledging that on yeah. the site because I'm just like, it's for me because I, I always I got this funny saying where I'm not a cat. I don't have nine lives. I only got one life. Mm. This is the life that I've always dreamed of of like reaching out to others through yeah. social media. 
I never know what this feels like, but now I'm in this moment. Mm. Let me enjoy this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Can't, hey, raise your clubs up, man. Raise your clubs up. I fucks with that head. Yeah, come on, give me that, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, give me bro. All right, let's go and lighten this up a little bit. Got some heavy, got some little heavy hitters that uh, we came up with. All right. Yeah, first one we want to ask you is, you have a dinner party. Yeah. You can invite three three guests. Okay. Who are those three guests and why? Uh, it could be anybody. 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 Across any any time, it could be dead, they could be alive, they could be actors, it could be engineers, it could be business people, whatever. Anybody. Three people. Three people? I'm just going to be so generic, but this is also an extraordinary answer, but it's going to be my mom and my two brothers. Mm-hmm. Blood is thicker than water. Mm-hmm. And they've been with me through my ups and my downs they know me more than anybody in this world Mm -hmm. and i haven't had a good meal for my mom in months so i need a good meal real quick okay Okay. that's a damn good answer Mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna argue with it i'm like man i'm gonna hit that man you know what i was gonna say who's the famous (laughs) people you gonna worry this man i don't know about your hands up there i don't know you want to get some generic your mom you see them every day but no, I I fucks with that answer heavily. Let's see. So if you had one superpower, what if would it be? Being uh, invisible. Why invisible? I mean, you wouldn't be able to see me. That's my And then I can get away with so much. But I feel like if you somebody somebody probably on your show said, I wanna fly. Uh Somebody probably said that. But Hmm. I feel like if you fly don't you think the government gonna come get you? I feel like this. I wouldn't want to fly. Yeah. I my thing would be uh, the telekinesis where you can like move stuff with your mind. Mine, that's dope. That, that would be dope, though. They wouldn't catch you on that. I, I think, like, I think like you, you know, like in a, yeah. in a in like a super souped up form, you can like manipulate stuff in matter form. Like, that's low key smart. I ain't gonna lie, cause I thought I had the upper hand with the invisible, cause I was like, they went. But no, I ain't gonna. I, all them cameras. That's, that's always my choice. My, my, my first choice is always in, invisible, yeah. because I just think that's dope, dude. You could you could do all manner of shit. Bro. But here's you the thing, could, you though: you board a plane and travel somewhere, and no one's ever gonna know. Until yeah. some fat dude sits on you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's so funny. It sits right on you. Damn, you're out of business. <laughs> what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? Whoa. <laughs> and then you just gotta sit there. You can't say nothing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but no, nah, my thing with invisible, like my thing with invisible, it just I always see like, oh, like even when you see people with invisible powers in movies, yeah. it's just like, but what can you really do? Like that's true. <laughs> no, that's true. You go invisible, like no. Nah. Did anybody ever think about like what do Batman really do? Like, out of be all rich. the superheroes. Be rich. He's just a rich white man. Yeah, he's really yeah, is. He's probably like, it's like, it's, it's really. just, like, throw some, like, bad things <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Boomerangs, Batman. Yeah. His power is wibblish. Like, the yeah. most I ever seen, like, action from In him white him is, like, when he, like, talked to his butler the most. You know who yeah. I'm talking about? Alfred. Know. Yeah, Alfred. No, I, do, I will give Batman this. He is supposed to be, like, a super genius. In a sense. Okay. Yeah, he's like a super genius. He can like the world's greatest detective. I would give him that. 
But yeah, his that is a good way to thank the world's greatest. Yeah. I mean, of course, he does have his like kung fu and his fighting yeah. stuff that he learned, you know, from Razal Ghul and the boys up in the mountains. But that's about it in terms of his actual like power fighting. But I really believe Joker really didn't get, get the upper end on him. Hell I, yeah. I really do believe that. That's why the Joker's one of my favorite villains, bro, because he just they just limit him, though. Yeah, I feel like yeah, they I feel like the Joker. Yeah. He is the perfect antithesis of what Batman is like he is the perfect build yeah. for Batman mm. in the sense that Batman is like stalk I'm putting everything yeah. straight and narrow Joker goes have you ever seen um, the Superman and Batman uh, it's like a cartoon mm-hmm. but they kind of joined in together and it's Joker you seen that yeah okay. I used to love it like I, Batman yeah. Superman cartoon I used to love Joseph Lee's cartoon so, so I, love, uh, yeah, I love that DC for life I'm not even gonna lie but when I seen that movie I started looking at like Batman, like what's your purpose, bruh? Because <laughs> Superman really, really is a threat. But you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I, I will say that when you look at Batman, his, he, he, he does add to the team in the sense that while Superman's the leader, you yeah. need that guy. That's true. Who's gone center everybody? He he's the actual human. All these gods. He's yeah. the actual center everybody. Get everybody in line, and this is what right. we're gonna do. He, he plans everything out. He's the ultimate planner, and he anytime something goes wrong, he figures out, all right, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do. Facts. On top of that, in terms of the Justice League, Batman is the only one who, and he who came it. up with contingency plans for in case any of the members go rogue, in case, especially Superman. So he's got Ex- plans in, for each of them. Like, in, including, himself. including himself. Including himself. You know, that's fuck, you know how fucking narcissistic and fucking paranoid you gotta be yeah, to sit up at night? This is how I'm gonna kill you. He's smoking that Zaza. Where is that Zaza? That oh, no. That strong shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Just waiting for that, that light. <laughs> is it there? Um, it's there. K one, let's go. Oh man! All right, I got one. I got another one for you. Yeah. Football or basketball? Basketball. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your team? Lakers. Lakers. Okay. I don't fuck with it. Wherever LeBron goes, more and more. All right. Come on, yeah, let's go. Lakers, LeBron, Jordan. Uh, Kobe. He said, I'm, I'm going to just move Say less. Over. Interview's done. Like, it's nothing else. You see here. Hey, yeah. I'm one of a kind, bro. Let's Not even going to lie. Like, I'm exactly the same way. I'm yeah. I'm super le- team LeBron. Like, I don't care what the haters saying, man. They you can... can't because it... All I'm going to say is this. Men lie, women lie. Numbers and actual tangible things don't yeah. lie. Statistics don't lie. Dude. And then he what he's... T- every day and people constantly... Don't, man, they don't want to give him his flowers right here. And that's the thing. Like, all the things he's done on the court, then you take all the things he's done off the court and then who he is as a person. Yeah. He's the first active NBA billionaire. Like, no. Active star. Like, active athlete that become a billionaire yeah, while they was yeah. doing it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And he started this whole athletes being bigger than their organization thing like i love that because it's like you know he got the school in akron right um, he living the dream that i i would love to kind of live in my own way right it's like you investing in like the school mm. you giving back to your community exactly you may, you may not do it on camera but it's i didn't see some articles where he's done things in the community and like and you got enough time to like Film like a Space Jam, and you know what's crazy? Then you had a little barbershop talk, so I'm like, you yeah. got your hands tied everywhere. Exactly. But you still got and you know what's points. crazy? You know what's crazy? People are like saying, "Oh, the Space Jam." I enjoyed it. It was actually I pretty good. So I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. 
They are two different movies. You can't really compare because they are yeah. two different movies. And they came out in two different eras. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I would say this. For me personally, the storytelling in this one is better. Although Jordan acting and Jordan as a character was better in his than LeBron is in his. But mm-hmm. the story yeah. in this yeah. one is better. Like I was about to say, uh, I will say like um, LeBron is one of my favorite basketball players. Oh, but the like, acting, I'm the same thing. The acting, I was just like Jordan. I felt like Jordan was more just believable. Yeah, he was doing his thing. But I, was, I noticed LeBron was looking at a certain because. I know how as actors be we're so technical looking right. at things. I noticed LeBron was looking at something and it didn't match the characters where they were looking. Right. And the yeah. eye level wasn't there. No, I would say so. that like it, it, it I ain't gonna lie, if you go on in there looking for LeBron to act, it is some like uh, like even for me you seen like that um train movie he did. No uh, with Amy Schumer. Oh, I seen what he had the little cameo. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I seen I, I seen yeah he did uh, like yeah. it was called Valentine's Day or something. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, train wreck or something like that. Okay. Like train wreck or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, train wreck. Yeah, train wreck. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I haven't watched it, but I know he just did like a cameo. It's pretty good though. In that one. But I would good. say this: if you, it yeah, there's parts it like it balances itself out. Mm-hmm. Like you got enough other things in it to balance his, his acting out, and then it takes him. It only like a few parts though, where I was like, "Okay, man, you trying a little too hard. <laughs> you trying, hey, bring this down." Like I wish his director would have sat to the side. Hey, man, you ain't gotta go work. Like it was parts where like, "Oh man, bring it down a little bit. You don't need to do that. You doing too much." Yeah, yeah, like, all he needed to do was like put Stephen Curry on the side somewhere, and then he probably <laughs> no, 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 no. It was like. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you what I've given away the movies but it's yeah. like certain parts where he's interacting with his son it's like oh, okay it's a little cringy acting wise mm-hmm. but I would say that the story in this one is more written out than the story that was with Jordan the Jordan one was I gotta see it because it's it I love like hearing you know when old directors saying things yeah. about the, the new ones but here's the thing they did the same thing for Bad Boys He's a the old director was a hater though. He's like, oh, he's not even top twenty players. Like, all right, come for on. The first one, for the first. One. Yeah, the one that did yeah, the, the first director uh, was tweeted hate. about this, he's not LeBron. this new LeBron uh, movie. Yeah. And so I would say this. Uh, I would say this. Go in it. You will really enjoy it, especially if you love basketball. Like it. I would say this. Long term. I don't think it's gonna age as well as the old one mm-hmm. because it had it does have a lot of like a lot of his comedy comes from a lot of references that yeah. are prevalent now. Yeah, like a lot of his a lot of LeBron's and it's a lot of references to like LeBron's career and him doing it's like a lot of side jokes that maybe twenty years from now when people don't understand the context of it, it's gonna be like all right, cool, you're not gonna get it. But for right now, it's way funnier and it's way better written. When I say it's better than the old one, I won't compare the two because they're two different movies. Okay. They're, they're completely night and day. Okay. I gotta check it out. But it is on. hilarious, though. I, I laugh from beginning to end. like, And then the opening scene... like the, the trailer look, looks good. It, it really... it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I, I think it served its, part, its purpose tremendously. Okay, yeah. I gotta check it out. See what's going on. Uh, you got one in you want to... Um... I think I gave you uh, pretty much all the all the questions that I was. Uh, let me let me let me see. Oh, here. I got one. I got. I forgot. But cut. All right. Yeah. Look, we'll move into questions with M and J. Bet. All right. Cool. So we have a segment on this show called okay. Questions with M and J. 
Okay. And basically, questions with M and J for all the audience that know. It's basically for a chance for them to tune in with us and link in and kind of get up their feedback and engage in the conversation. Okay. And so today, our questions, our question from questions with M and J is going to center around basically you and this conversation, whatever. Okay. And so for me, what I would like to know from you, the audience watching, and from you, mm-hmm. do you feel that? Based on everything we've talked about today and all the things that you've experienced, do you feel like there's a certain a certain level of self self sabotaging between four people that are coming up in this field? Mm. Absolutely not. You talking about from what the segment was here today? Yeah, just in no in general. Do you think there's a level of self sabotaging that keeps people from actually achieving their goals in life? And I think, and I think uh, that's related specifically as well to black people. Do you think that we can self sabotage maybe sometimes and that we can play? the victim too much or that we we aren't serious enough sometimes in our pursuits or that we clown people if we're not supportive enough let's let's put it that way um i think it depends on the situation <laughs> i can't really like just say a statement and that's what it is that's done mm-hmm. it just depends on the situation um i usually focus on me I know that uh, there are easy ways to self-sabotage mm-hmm. um, your career or yeah. yourself, um, but you always got to train yourself and know that that can always happen at any given second. Um, I think some people that's you know that's grown, that's been in the industry, if we're talking about the industry, I think they should know the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's to their discretion, um, if they want to stretch it and do things to self-sabotage. And some of the characteristics that always go along in that, in that realm is um, arrogance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That can play a big factor. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Not listening. Because um, you always, I don't care what level you at, you got to hear somebody out. Because um, when I was listening to quite a bit of people at some point, I started going downhill. And that's the problem nowadays, especially yeah. in like politics or social climates, cultural yeah. people just not wanting to listen, especially on social media, putting out their point of view and just being nah, like, I usually, uh, you know? now in that field, well, I don't care if it's politics, mm. uh, I don't care if any of those things, I usually stay out the way because everybody's entitled to their opinion, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, not everybody understands that a lot of people, they think because of that pain, you opinion you put out there you instantly the enemy so i usually try to separate my personal views from whatever i'm promoting and whatever i'm talking about because Mm -hmm. that person they could like trump and i may not like trump but they have every right to like trump because that's what they believe in yeah maybe my my opinion is different but if we're going to work together i'm going to put aside my differences and my beliefs and say that for another day because this is what's more important to me right now. Ultimately, for you, if they're a fan yeah. of your content, support your content, yeah. that's what that's what matters to you. Yes, grandest you. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I I couldn't say it better. Like I do feel like there is a level of you want to get into something, but you'd be like, but you know those doubts creep in. It's yeah. it's, it's hard. I have a to, friend who's always he's he loves talking about politics, but he <laughs> he even shuts up sometimes because. He'll see me get quiet in a heartbeat because it's like, 
you know, imagine yourself being on like the Ellen show or something like that. We all seen what happened to the baby. You know, I hate yeah. to play him because I have so much respect for that dude, mm-hmm. especially working with him. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, he didn't apologize so many times and people keep bringing it up over and you got to be careful out here, man. Like yeah. whether your yeah. view, your view can affect yeah. somebody else. And that's the thing, like I, yeah. it definitely goes back to our conversations about cancel culture and yeah. obviously there's a way to like cancel culture, as well, well that's just It's the thing with like, well, mm-hmm. the thing was, I, like I, I I understand like exactly what you're saying. It's it's completely like one of those things you just really gotta watch what you're saying. This cancer right? culture is like is real it's like real wavy, bro. It's like an ocean, bro. It's going around you, bro. Exactly. I don't even want to be associated with that. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I you you're right. Like sometimes it's just best to like just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Just shut the fuck up. And if you feel like you're gonna say something, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, like bro. the whole thing. Like the boosty, mm-hmm. the baby thing, and all that. Let me say this. Yeah, at first my like my roommate, he's gay, whatever, right? Yeah. And he came and he was like, "Yeah, did you hear what happened with the baby and whatever?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, I heard about it." But it, to me personally, when I first thought about it, when I first heard yeah. it, it was like, because I understand where it comes from. Mm-hmm. I understand what he was trying to say. I understood it too, but I was like to them, and they didn't get it. No, I, even then, like I get mm-hmm. what he was trying to say, and he, he wasn't trying to be like homophobic. Because I get, I come from the culture and uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also realized that man, you you can't you can't just go around spreading you that can't. type of toxic toxic hate and stuff like that. And not, then with not in that, yeah, not in that, not in that level that you at because right. when you in that level people exactly. will look up to you right like I, one and then person the I like to Boosie, bring up and then the thing with Boosie he was like um he, he just went off on his tangent like nah you're not making the situation even better bro nah. like you really just fuck no shut you, the fuck you, up you, like, you're not helping yourself man and it's like and again it's a thing of you know people are entitled to their opinions but sometimes you know, it's like a Rather, it's best to just not say anything. Like your lawyer telling you, dude, just shut the fuck you up. You may have a point of view you want to get across and say, I didn't do this, I did that, that, but just shut the fuck rather up. Not say There's certain <laughs> ones I love studying. I yeah. love to study. Like, um, I don't obviously like like this term music, like 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 the hot people in the hives. But I I study her behavior, study the way she moved. Mm. Beyonce, mm. Beyonce mm. is probably the most well-respected human beings in this world mm. and what's her fan base majority of them is lgbt community mm-hmm. that's a lot of revenue coming in her pocket right because they behind her back mm. right so why would i if i have somebody that's in the lgbt community mm. why would i mess up with exactly, I going exactly. if you have fans yeah. in the community you yeah. listen to your music watch your movies watch your vlog why would you pay yeah. in exactly. this industry you got to be careful mm. with what you say do move how you exactly exactly somebody out there watching and yeah, it kind of sounds soft, but why would you jeopardize your own shit? But it's like, yeah. it's still your bag. It's still how you, and then, how you get in your cloud. It's still, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You still got to make those important choices. You exactly. Know? They lift you up, they can bring you down. And yeah. then, it, and that's the thing. It really just comes down to that. It just Sometimes it's just best to shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> like, it, like the whole thing with Boosie, like, I get... Boosie funny, though. He, he's right. funny. No, here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> he's funny. Boosie funny. He's though. funny. And he comes from that old guard. Yeah. But at the same time, he comes from that old guard, that whole, <laughs> you know, you don't, I get it. But I, it's the same time I, I realize it's like, man, 
you you can't go around like hurting people, bro. Yeah, you, you can't yeah, go around yeah. you you can't go around saying fuck everybody and it, it we're not in that time now no yeah. more. Mm-hmm. We, we teams will change. Is that why they keep taking down his Instagram? No, they took down his Instagram. I actually watched the uh, interview with the Instagram dude yes- yesterday. Okay. Oh, on Breakfast Club? Yeah. Yeah. And so I basically, to figure that out. they took his, how the dude explain it, Boosie basically, you know how he has all these damn girls on this yeah, yeah. Instagram. It's like, pocket. <laughs> so he puts it online, I get $1,000. <laughs> he basically got, what, too many uh, nudity charges against him, and they oh. took it down because of it. That's what Instagram dude oh, was so like. Because he went viral after that. This. No, he, no, because he, he got taken down because of the video he said of the girl that she was sitting on his piano but she was butt ass naked <laughs> he can't be doing that hey, Boozy, mind, Boozy bro. crazy bro you see what I mean like Boozy be doing shit like that dude it's like they 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 love making him look funny bro Man. like they had one video when he said I need I need it was like a whole compilation. Yeah, there was one video where he said, I need three giraffes. I'm like, nigga, who do you expect to give me three giraffes? Even where? Like, what crazy, but yeah, he he's definitely like him and Plaza are two inner most entertaining people you can see on Instagram. Plaza is funny. He's too, funny yeah. But yeah, like yeah, it just like I said, sometimes you just have to shut the fuck up. Yes. That's just really it. And yes. honestly keep it moving. Like if you have an opinion, you know it's gonna be just keep it to yourself. Mm, that's true. Like the whole thing with Trick Daddy when he went at Beyonce and all those people start counseling uh, him. Yeah, that was funny. Just yeah. shut the fuck Slide up. Bees in them comments, man. Exactly. Like, man, you see what they did? They like trash. They took his his restaurant from like a four star to a, like a one star. I believe it. <laughs> they went in. They said, "Here, roaches." <laughs> that's why when people be telling me like, "Would you want to smoke with with your fans or supporters?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "No." Absolutely no. not. Yeah. Because they would be doing some digging in trying to find stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Or wait on your one mess up. Mm-hmm. And like so I said, man, you just you have to shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you believe something, cool. If that's what you believe, yeah. cool. That's what you believe. Mm. Be quiet. Don't be hateful. Yeah. Don't be an asshole, man. That's yeah. that's my thing. That's my motto in life. Don't be an asshole and respect everybody. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And so with that, I think we about almost done ready to wrap up. Before we wrap mm-hmm. up, we have this segment we like to call Artists of the Week. Mm, okay. And with Artists of the Week, it's basically how we like to highlight artists around us that we know or we see doing their thing out here and working. And it could be anybody from a painter, a, a film director, an actor, a musician. Mm. We don't care if you play bongo drums outside of Sam's Club. Yeah. Your artist, your art. And so we really like to highlight those artists. We like to big people up and give them their roses while, while we can. Okay. And so this week, we want to give it the floor to you. You got any artists out there you want to big up? I appreciate that. Um, this is a guy that I, I really um, shout out on most of my stuff. I'm always shouting out other people. But um, this artist of the week goes out to my friend, uh, writer, actor, uh, producer, potential director. Uh, tra- well, director, yeah. Trevor Joseph. Um, this guy been in the industry for about uh five plus years coming from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched him grow from being an amateur performer to this dude is really making, if y'all really want to know about connections, y'all need to reach out to Trevor Joseph because he, he be knowing his sources. Sometimes I got to go to him uh, to learn things. Uh, so uh, that guy, he's working on a project right now, um, acting, and then he's also um, writing his own material so don't be surprised when his stuff uh, 
will be out here in the public very soon. So shout out to you, Trevor Joseph. If you're watching this video, hearing this clip, make sure you keep it going, bro. How can we, um, re how can we reach out to him or how can we find him? Um, you can find him on his social media, Trevor Joseph, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's his Facebook as well. Um, you can find him on IMDb. Um, he's, he's still working. Uh, so um, just make sure y'all check out his, uh, his content, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we'll yeah. be sure to, to post the links and the, all the information. Uh, exactly. The bio, et cetera. All yes, right. Sir. With that, how can people reach you? All right. So uh, I have a website because everything is just everywhere. So this is the bundle for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, y'all want to check out my press, um, my social media, whether it's Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, any of that linktree.com slash Amari Reynolds. Mm -hmm. If y'all want to check out some of my music, linktree.com slash Amari Reynolds music. Mm -hmm. um, I will be dropping a new music video in the next few weeks. It's called Do What I Want. If you ain't here, Do What I Want. The single is I was is actually on listening to that on, at the gym today. What you think of that? It's pretty dope. I'm pretty fine. That. I fucks with it. Be cool. fucks with it. I was at the gym oh, listening to that. What's your favorite track? I'll say that one, but I also fuck with uh, uh, the one that you shot. Was it like a water fountain or the one that you shot? Was it a water fountain? Um, uh, best Life? Yeah. Best Life? Best life. Uh, when I was like sitting on it. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Best Life. That's, that's, that's actually crazy. I filmed that when I first uh, came back. Mm -hmm. Like, I was literally in that week. I just told my roommates, I was like, yo, get y'all ass up. We're about to go out and make, uh, make a music video. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, we with it. So, I mean, they went down there, they obviously explored Beverly Hills. Mm. I went down there to work. So I went down there and made the music video and I spent the whole night editing the video and there you go. came out like that. So that works with that. Yeah. All right. Got anything else you want to add before we go? Oh uh, yeah. So uh, make sure y'all check out my music video. Um, I got more videos coming out very soon, more music coming out very soon for the ones that's been asking me constantly yeah. if I'm dropping more music. That's coming out soon on all music platforms. And then look out for my film projects. But most importantly, um, y'all can just go on linktree.com slash Reynolds to see what's the update with me. So all right. and I do got merch. I got merch. <laughs> that merch go to teespring.com slash store slash Amari Reynolds. Uh, we got sweaters, tank top t-shirts, cups, uh, bags. We got all that stuff, man. So make sure y'all get it. We got season one and season two. Uh, season three is gonna come out very soon, so make sure y'all look out for that. Okay. Um, and I got a big surprise for y'all very soon, but y'all gotta follow me on my social media and know what that is. No cap. I bet. No kizzy, that's no my kizzy. guy. No kizzy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. bet. We're gonna definitely um get the links down below. Um, sure. Links, check the links spot no, down below no, to no, link no, in with my yeah, guy. Right What's well, gonna be? <laughs> it's actually gonna be way down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Imari Reynolds, not hey, Big Sean. Not Big Sean, Imari Reynolds. Hey. Cops and Clowns, we out. All right. <laughs>